I think those people are bad people. Um, like, obviously, all of us have a certain look that we like, but if we as professionals can't take like one good photo of a couple, no matter what they look like, no matter their style or any of that stuff, like if we can't take one single good photo that is aesthetic enough for our Instagram, then we need to rethink our careers. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding graves, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so you can learn from us and grow your wedding business. I am really excited to talk to today's guest, and she's coming all the way from Louisville, Kentucky, from Moonlight's Brandy Potter. Brandy's a, a badass creative wedding photographer. And yeah, she's won awards. Um, she's had her work uh, published on a ridiculously long list of publications. Now, I'm going to read them out, uh, some of them anyway. Junebug Weddings, Looks Like Film, Dirty Boots and Messy Hair, The Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, Board Panda, and so many more. Um, and like we all should, she realizes that her greatest achievement has just been photographing couples as they are. Simple. No awards necessary. This episode is sponsored by With Jack and by Wooden Banana, but I'll, we'll, I will get onto that a little bit later in the show. However, Greg, what are you drinking? I have decided to go for a Red Bull today. <laughs> Jesus. Is that because we're on podcast number two today? Yeah, I thought I'll skip coffee tonight and just go for a sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> It's getting late now. And uh, and I'm just drinking the classic H2O. Uh, yeah, Oof. because... And sorry, this is too much brandy. I just went to the bathroom <laughs> and my pee was just bright orange because literally oh. all I have drank today is uh, just coffee all day. It's ridiculous. Anyway... <laughs> Hello, Brandy. How are you? Hi. I'm good. <laughs> what, are, what are you drinking? Uh, I have water. So. Oh, cool flask. What is that? Is that a wine bowl? No. no, it's a hydro flask. Okay. Um, great for traveling if you fly a lot. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, I had this terrible joke written down, which I just did not have the heart to do, um, where I was pretending to be Voldemort, and I would say, "The girl who lived, come to talk." But it was too, I was too embarrassed to do it, even though technically I've just done it there. But I did it with a <laughs> did it with a it note. It wouldn't be the first time. Oh, oh well. <laughs> I suppose not. So I do apologize uh, for the terribleness, uh, even though I did do the joke, but ew. Uh, I think it's so funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> and It's really funny, actually, as well, because uh, I'm going to turn my volume up here. Um, we just had a podcast guest uh, this morning, and she said she was just reading the Harry Potter books. So I was like, oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm a Harry Potter fan, by the way. Anyway. Anyway, I think all, all the listeners know that you're a Harry Potter fan, Simon. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Oh, what a loser. Um, but yeah. So, so everyone's good. Everyone's good. Uh, I too yeah. am good. Thanks for thanks for asking, guys. Thanks. <laughs> uh, except for I have this song stuck in my head. I don't know if anyone, if you're on TikTok, you might have come across this song. 
It's called Tom's Diner. It goes. Just constantly in my head. I can't get rid of it. Um. Anyway, uh, Brandy, you're a uh, you're on TikTok. You mm-hmm. are on TikTok because I watch your content yeah. quite, reg- quite regularly <laughs> after having discovered you. I uh, I actually have booked a lot of weddings from TikTok. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, since I started pushing TikTok like mid-January and uh-huh. I've booked five weddings since the end of January. So uh, I would count that as a win for TikTok. You know, definitely. That is definitely, definitely a win. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any questions throughout the uh, podcast about TikTok, but let's talk about that briefly because I think a lot of people talk about TikTok as this emerging platform. I mean, it's been emerging for a long time, but they find it really hard to put metrics on the success of the platform. And I think people selling things like a, a wedding service struggle with with that platform in particular. So how, what's been your approach to TikTok and like just how successful has it been? Showing your face is like huge because TikTok's not going to push your content if it's just straight photos. And I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people mess up yeah. is they just want to post their photos like it's Instagram instead of doing like a whole video or like using trending audio, mm-hmm. which is like a huge pusher for the platform and I don't have that many followers on there but like the content I do have every time I have a video go viral my inbox is flooded with inquiries um so it's like worth it to feel stupid <laughs> on <laughs> and, the platform and, and do you do, you, do yeah. you feel stupid on the platform sometimes yeah okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a mentee stay with me a couple weeks ago and I, I've been, I try to push it for my mentees when they want to get more into social media. And I was like, okay, let's record some videos. And it just, it, I felt so dumb uh-huh. sitting here on my couch recording videos with her. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I think that's quite a common thing, isn't it, though? Um, yeah. People always talk about the dancing and things like that. You don't, I've never, I've never seen you dance no. yet. No. I am too I'm too old. I'm not dancing on that platform. I don't know. I see I see the older generation dancing and that I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I don't (laughs) No that I do not want to be in that category. Yeah. So describe for those who haven't seen your content the the kind of content that you do and how long it is and how you go about making them. Um, I, so I have like a, I have a ring light right here. Um, Mm -hmm. that's just sitting in my living room, but I just like sit here on my couch and like make videos. I find like trending sounds, not necessarily Mm -hmm. just songs, but like the, the speech stuff. And I try to like make those sounds correlate with photography or weddings specifically. Um, yeah. Controversial opinions do a lot better because it gets people talking. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not so much of like putting other people down. It's just like, Oh, um, if you say someone isn't aesthetic enough to be on your Instagram, then 
you suck. Um, and that was a video I had that popped off like last week. Mm-hmm. And I like had a ton of comments from people talking about how their photographers made them feel bad because they didn't get posted. Mm. So it's just like stuff that will get people commenting on your work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, even if it's not true, <laughs> uh, still posted. It's, I suppose it's hard. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people, I mean, they, they, they ask us, we like we have a TikTok account, but I'm certainly not on it a lot. But from the, you know, from the numbers, you'd think that we were doing pretty good. But literally, the fourth video that I posted went viral and got like a two million views or something like that. But it's but we don't, so we don't really know much about it other than hey, cool, yeah. this kind of content, specific this specific thing for us worked. And that's all I can tell people. So it's always nice to actually talk to someone who uses the platform on a regular basis. So that's cool. Um, I mean, I I was just going to say, I have been scrolling TikTok since before it was cool. So, uh, (laughs) well, what's your favorite kind of content? For me, uh, I like the art stuff. Like I have a lot of art and history people that pop up in my feed and that's what I specifically like. So, and that's basically on my feed besides politics. Ah, politics. Yes. Fun. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I think what you said about showing your face is definitely true because like we've not, uh, as far as we are, we've not really shown our face on our TikTok because Simon deals with all of it, but as he says, we had one, one or two videos get popular and then the rest haven't done anywhere near as good. But I don't know whether that's like TikTok's going, no, we don't like showing your f- like films, just we want to show people's face as well as films. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's worth trying, Simon. Get your face on there. Uh, I'll, I'll do my yeah. best, but no one wants to see, well, I don't think anyone wants to see <laughs> this, you know. But- even, if it's, even if it's just like a video of you shooting, like that... Mm-hmm that will help. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. Greg, when we're shooting in sky in two weeks, you need to shoot more of me. There you go. And we'll try that. <laughs> we'll give it a go. I might even dance. Oh God, no, I won't dance. I won't dance. <laughs> Speaking of shooting, have you been out photographing any weddings recently? Is the season kicked off for you? My season starts this weekend. So I have oh. weddings every weekend throughout May and then one in June, and then I have a break until the fall. So um, I am excited <laughs> to not be stuck in my house. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so have you had many weddings this year at all, or, like already? No, none at all? I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't done a single wedding this year. Okay. Oh, damn. So you must, yeah. Oh, you'll be raring to go then. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Uh, are you traveling far for your first one? Uh, uh, the first one, I'm going up to Chicago to help a friend. It's like a six-hour drive, so okay. it's not bad. Cool. And am I right in saying that you're you're still in school studying? Is it anthropology? Um, yeah, I took this semester off, and I think I'm going to have to take the fall semester off just because my travel yeah. schedule is too mm-hmm. much, and I tried to like um, do school last fall mm-hmm. um, with my travel schedule, and it wasn't gonna it wasn't near as um complicated as this year so um that was really hard so i'm yeah. probably just going to start back in the spring of yeah. next year that's cool why uh why anthropology what interests you about about that 
I love culture and I love history. So like mashing the two together because of archaeology and like anthropology in general is all about both. So I, I've always loved it. And I decided to go back to school during the pandemic um, because photography isn't sustainable the older you get um, because it hurts to do weddings. And then you can't like connect with like the younger people getting married really after a certain age, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And you just end up being like creepy photographer that everyone talks about. You describe yourself as if you're like really old. <laughs> well, I like, I'll be 34 this year, but I'm like trying to look ahead uh-huh, to uh-huh. the future and be like, Oh, I don't want to be, 45 or 50 years old shooting weddings because it it doesn't make sense yeah. to do that to myself fair, fair enough fair enough yeah um yeah okay you mean you mentioned earlier uh, if I had, it, this might have been before we started uh, the podcast uh but you mentioned that you have dogs and i see on your website yeah. that you describe yourself as dog obsessed yeah so that's cool yeah um, I actually, um, I don't think I don't think I've told anyone. Uh, maybe I've told Greg, but um, I'm actually getting a puppy uh, in the middle of June. My my very first dog. So I'm I'm very excited. I am in the middle of watching every YouTube dog training <laughs> video I can. Um, do you have any advice for me? What kind of puppy is it? First off. Um, it's a cockapoo. Okay, you should be fine. Okay. Um, most most doodles do need training, though. Uh, yeah. So if it's wild, just get it trained, and it'll be fine, and it'll be small. Yes. Uh, my dogs, three of my dogs are like 70-plus pounds, So wow. and they're yeah. all like two and under. Uh, oh, so that's a bunch of it. My house is wild. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. My God. Is that how do you how do you find having three dogs and doing weddings with with all the travel and all the shooting? Like, was it difficult? My dog sitter. No, I have a really amazing dog sitter here. Okay. Um, which, when I was supposed to move to California, that was going to be like the hardest part about leaving mm. is her being here. But she's been keeping my dogs since like 2017. Um, okay. So, especially my big dogs. Because she has my small one right now. I have four, not just the three giant puppies. Um, But um, she just like my big dogs mostly stay here when I travel. And she just comes over like three, four times a day uh, to take care of them when I'm gone, which is great. Oh, very cool. That's really good. good. Yeah. All right. So you have four dogs. Four dogs. Yeah. My God. (laughs) What, what, What breeds are they? Um, so my old one who is like almost nine, he is a Corgi Papillon mix. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then I have two brothers that are Husky mixes and then a German shepherd. Oh man, that is so much energy. Jesus. (laughs) Okay. Hey, it is. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I'm going to be overwhelmed with one cockapoo, but you know, it's, (laughs) I suppose we're going to start the journey somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. It's it's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She's two. She's two weeks old at the moment, and I keep getting videos sent to me, and oh, just so adorable. It's just so cute. 
Just want me here. Uh, anyway, let's move on from dogs. Um, if you want to hear more perspective content, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by Cinemate. For as little as a pound, you can support the podcast. And uh, that is where we keep all of our bonus content as well. So come support us if you want to hear more. Brandy, obviously I've introduced you um, a little bit. I'm trying to keep the introductions uh, uh, shorter, uh, just so I don't need to say as much these days. But in your own words, who are you and what do you do? Um, I'm Brandy Potter. I am Harry Potter's distant cousin. Uh, (laughs) I am a wedding photographer. I've been a photographer since 2012 when I started. Um, I do mostly destinations because Kentucky kind of sucks. And yeah, like I just like to shoot weddings. (laughs) I always feel so awkward when people ask me that question because I never know how to answer it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's... This, yeah, there's yeah. a reaction of everyone that I ask. It's like, oh, I've been waiting for uh, this question. Hold on. Hus- the huskies are yelling. Wow. Can you hear them? <laughs> I can hear them, yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they're singing. Great. <laughs> they, they do that. And uh, they taught the German Shepherd how the huskies scream, too. So it's uh, oh, wow. uh, all three of them right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll continue. It's all right. Um, so y- you've said that you love weddings, but what what about weddings kind of drives you to, to do the work? I just like, I look at it as like a heirloom um, type of situation because I don't have a lot of stuff from like my grandparents or anything. And like both of the grandparents I'm really close to, are not around anymore. So hmm. especially at weddings when grandparents are around, I'm just like, Oh, like you really need this photo or like you just need these memories with your family because people die and they don't last forever. So I think for me specifically, weddings are really important to photograph and photograph well and not yeah. like stage things at all. Yeah. And just like shoot it how it happens. So, um, it, it makes me so happy I can give that to clients and to know that they have these memories and they can look at a photo and be like, oh, I remember exactly how I feel in that moment with this person or that person. Yeah. So for me, that's like the reward of it. Um, super introverted. So weddings are just like the only time I really come out of my shell for the day, even though I have to have like a three days afterwards. So like rest. Um, I just... It's it's like my social events. Like instead of going out, I go to wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, to be honest, it, it kind of feels like that anyway because weddings are always on the weekend. So for for me anyway, I'm like edit and edit and edit and throughout the week. And if I'm not doing that, I'm doing my fatherly duty by raising three kids. And then it's the weekend, and then there's a wedding or two weddings. And then back to the ground again, edit, 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 until, yeah. until it quietens up anyway. But yeah, uh, I feel you. You mentioned that 
you started about 2011, was it? So 2012, yeah. 2012. So how how did you get into sort of photography and then weddings in particular? Um, so photography, I started. I was in art school in Nashville, and um, my friend from high school was pregnant. She waited until the last minute to have her photos done, and she was like, "Can you come home?" It was like a five-hour drive to my hometown. Um, and she was like, can you come home this weekend and like do photos of me with my mom's DSLR? Uh, you're creative. You can do it. I was like, sure. Why not? Like, let's do it. Uh, so I did it and then immediately like went home to Nashville and put a camera and lay away. <laughs> uh, because I, I worked at Walgreens at the time. I made like $900 a month. I could barely feed myself. So it was like a big expense yeah. to even buy like an entry level camera. Damn. At the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I just like, after I got it out of layaway, I just bugged literally every single coworker of mine to photograph them. Mm-hmm. And then one of my coworkers, uh, friends asked me to do their wedding like the following year. So I did it for free. I got like a hundred dollar tip. Uh, the photos are pretty bad. Okay. Uh, but like, I think for my skill level and the gear I had, it, they're, I mean, they're not terrible for, <laughs> okay. for the time it was, but they're like, I look at them now, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> not great. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you still have them? Do you? Yeah. They're like, keep them uh, the bride has them on Facebook in a shared album. So sometimes I just like go through and look at the photos. <laughs> just like this. Yeah, sometimes I do that with some old some old videos that we have on Vimeo. I'm like, oh my god, look at this! Great, (laughs) let's hide that from the public. Oh, definitely, (laughs) definitely. Oh man, Um, yeah. Plus, back when we started, so we've been shooting for over ten years, like eleven years, and uh, we would we would use commercial music just because at the time no one really knew any better over here uh so, so it's like oh we're not allowed to do that anymore um but yeah so maternity stuff do you do you still do that uh occasionally if i know people i actually got an inquiry today for maternity and she okay. was like asking me about things so i might do that one but i don't really do it yeah a lot i've gone through your portfolio I, I love it because there's so many different styles of photography. Uh, you know, you, you've got the kind of elegant, beautiful, kind of quite still, calm imagery there. Whereas at the same time, you still got, you, you know, you, you, you clearly let your wild creative side go with uh, double exposures and uh, you've got some composite work in there and you use reflections and silhouettes and you have kind of unusual ideas for shoots how when a client comes to you and asks you what's your style what do you say uh i tell i base my style on how i shoot around their personalities like okay the creative stuff is not going to work for every single couple and I'm not going to push them into situations that they're uncomfortable in. So that's kind of what I like to tell people. Like, um, I actually had an inquiry ask me like, how do I determine the way that I like shoot? Because she mentioned like two separate shoots that are kind of different. I'm like, it, it just depends on who they are Mm -hmm. and like 
how they interact with each other and how I shoot. So that's okay. like, I don't know how to describe my style. Style, um, yeah. I guess, like cinematic. Um, that is probably the best way to describe it because I mm-hmm. want my still photos to look like scenes from movies for the most part. Yeah, um, yeah, right. And it's not always possible with every single client to give that to them, but that, like, overall, that's probably how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. If someone just asked for like a single word instead of a long explanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you find like trying to adapt each couple on a day a challenge? Is there any sort of frustrations? Like, oh, I wish I was shooting slightly different today, but I'm not getting that vibe, so I need to tweak it. Um, not really anymore. It just like I try to really get to know the people that hire me. I follow them on social media, I friend them on Facebook so I can see what they're sharing. Um like the angles they're sharing of their own face and stuff in their selfies, like stuff like that. So I can see who they are as people before I walk into a day into the day. And I also like to know like, Hey, are you an introvert or extrovert? Because if you're introverted, I'm not going to make you make out in front of me because that's, that feels icky to me. Like I would never make out in front of a photographer um, for photos. So I, have like a list of questions and like small talk I do with people the day of uh-huh. if I haven't done an engagement session for them. Mm-hmm. So normally it's fine. There are some times where it's been like lost in translation, but that it's been a few years since yeah. that's happened. Okay. Do you ever, I don't want to say do you ever have off days, but do you ever struggle to, engage on a creative level when you have a couple of that sort of energy do you, do you ever all have, the time yeah yeah and yeah. H- how, do, how do you deal with that um sorry the cat wants to join um you cats as well I, <laughs> what the hell yeah. <laughs> the cats are like rescues basically okay. but <laughs> yeah um do i have trouble like photographing creative couples sometimes is that what you're asking oh she is on my computer (laughs) yeah yeah i suppose i suppose yeah yeah um if we don't mesh like our personalities don't mesh and i can't like click with them i normally just resort to like doing the same old same old stuff and i Mm -hmm. watch like their body language and like their movements to like naturally like tweak things yeah so if i feel off then i just do my best and you know, move on. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think I have those days as well, as well, where I'm just like, Oh Greg, I feel, I feel, um, not uninspired, not because I want to be there. I really enjoy my job. I really, you know, but uh, sometimes I have moments where I'm just like, Oh, I cannot pull this out of the bag for whatever reason. And I have go to's and I always feel like, Oh, I always feel disappointed with myself. Um, I have an associate shooter slash second shooter, like a permanent one now. So if I feel bad, I just like let her do whatever she wants. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, So. The dogs are screaming again. That's that's all right. We'll just, we'll just continue. Um, Hang on a minute. I've got a double question in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Greg, you asked that nice question there. So Simon just froze for a second there. I did, my brain. See what I mean? Sometimes I can't pull out yeah. the bag there. So, so, so why are Simon's unfreezing? Oh like, with, sticking with like the variety in your work. Oh, wait. In your, I'm oh. so sorry she turned Siri on that time. <laughs> Attack of the animals. <laughs> uh, yeah, so with, with the variety in your work, sticking with that, do you, how do you sort of define your dream client if you have one like how do you target your sort of target audience through sort of social media or sort of things i don't i don't have a specific style of client that's my dream client i don't really like those terms much um as long as i her whiskers are in the camera as long as i mesh well with people it doesn't matter who they are or what they look like or their style like that's all that matters to me mm-hmm um, so just like meeting people that I like and that I can get along with as an introvert. Um, so yeah, that's, I, if someone inquiries with me, oh my God, whoo, I just dropped the cat. Uh, uh, <laughs> my, my contact form is really like, uh, detailed. So if someone sends me an inquiry, I normally know like as soon as they send the inquiry, if we're a good match or not. Yeah. Um, so that helps a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read something from your website. Um, I'm open to photographing anyone's wedding, regardless of who they love, what they believe in and what they look like. Everyone's love story is important. In a world where people talk about their ideal clients or even even worse, like, like this, this is genuinely like awful and you've touched on it before. Um, whether or not a client is aesthetically pleasing enough to be shared on their social media. Like to me, that is not the way that we will run things over here. I don't like it. And I really wish people would stop doing it. Um, Same. So, thank you for not being one of those people. Um, but talk to us about why it's important to you, and why those who place looks on a hierarchy should change. I think those people are bad people. Um, like, obviously, all of us have a certain look that we like, mm. but if we as professionals can't take like one good photo of a couple, no matter what they look like, no matter their style or any of that stuff, like if we can't take one single good photo that is aesthetic enough for our Instagram, then we need to rethink our careers. Um, mm. I, am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. Cuss away. I, yeah. Cuss like, I cuss like a sailor anyways. I think it's super shitty that people don't share all of their clients or give all of their clients the same treatment because of the way they look. Mm-hmm. Um, especially cause I was made fun of a lot in like school, uh, growing up in like elementary school and like middle school and stuff, especially like going through that myself. Uh, it just, it feels so bad. I don't want anyone giving me money to ever feel bad yeah. or anyone that likes my work to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a shame that, some people are like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's annoying because obviously we are a visual medium, but, um, that 
yeah, I just, I, I don't understand why people do that. Um, and it kind of leads me on to my next issue, which is um, Photoshopping. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, we don't have Photoshop uh, the way that we get around um, it's like people in the background when people, I mean, that's fine getting rid of people in the background if they're two or so whatever. Obviously, for filmmakers, you just don't shoot the people if you don't want them in. Um, but uh, people liquefying double chins or thin, things like this, um, I I have an issue with, but I don't, I actually don't know if you have an issue with Photoshop. I, I uh, refuse to do it. Um, cool. The only thing I'll do is like take out zits or like mm-hmm. if it's like a studio shoot, I'll like clean up skin a little, but I'm sure. not changing someone's body. Um, do people come and ask you for that service or it's, it's normally people that aren't even in photos at weddings, like a random aunt or guest will walk up to me and be like, Hey, can you make me skinnier in the photos? And I'll just like say no and laugh and walk away. Um, <laughs> instead of like going into a huge tirade about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, I have the line of, um, because people tend to shy away a little bit more from 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 video, because um, they realize it's not just a snap that I'm I'm not yeah. trying to capture one moment and and go. I'm kind of I suppose there's a an element of lingering when you're doing video. Um, so I always use the line as like, "Don't worry, it's it's my job to make you look good." Yeah, but I mean, and it, it is, it, and and it is. You're absolutely right. But to be honest, I wish people would stop being so hard on themselves. Um, Same. Especially, especially after a pandemic, especially when we've gone through uh, a shit couple of years. Um, you know, I think, um, yeah, people need to maybe find some love for themselves. But that's just me personally. I mean, I struggle with body image a lot too. So yeah. like when I'm choosing photos from weddings or like a session i try to put myself in that person's shoes and be like would i like this photo of myself yeah and if i would i would i deliver it if i wouldn't then i don't um Mm -hmm. and i think especially here i don't know about over over there but like some male photographers here fail to see the issue with not doing that for women they photograph and then like my male friends would send me photos and be like why doesn't she like this photo and it's like her like double chin like her face pulled back like in a weird angle i'm like why would she like what you deliver that and you expect her to like that yet you're not even like taking into consideration how she might feel about herself at this moment yeah Greg, yeah, you, I think it's some. That's definitely something that f- photographers who are like either a husband and wife team or a duo, and there's a female on the team. They can always relate to that aspect of the pho- the photograph a lot easier, mm. I guess. Yeah. So it's somewhere that they have an advantage, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. We've we've spoken to a few teams, and they do operate. In that way, the majority of, of um, uh, couple photographers who who work like that, um, I find it really interesting because there's t- yeah. But then I'm just trying to think because I do all the editing myself. Sometimes things like that slip, but for the most part, I think our films are so dark that you wouldn't really 
<laughs> you didn't really yeah. notice it, you know? It's like, you can't really see any skin tones or complexions because I like shooting silhouettes and shooting through reflections and, and stuff like that. Um, well, I think that's one of the reasons it's important to like get to know your clients like on a personal level to see who they are and how they feel about themselves before mm-hmm. going into things. So you can relate to them a little bit more while you're editing and yeah. like shooting specifically. So, uh-huh. Hey Greg, do you fancy talking about wooden banana for a bit? What you mean? The albums they make? Yeah. Hey, on. let's play some of the videos for our viewers. Okay. Mm. These look so good. Do you know anyone that likes making albums for their clients? No. No. I mean, that's why we're filmmakers, so we don't have to do that. <laughs> but Wooden Banana, they've sort of simplified the process for everybody. Mm. So it's less options, less confusion, usually means more sales. They've got free album designer for you. They've got editable guides that you can work from. They've just made ordering and selling albums as easy as possible. Yeah. And, uh, we, I mean, we've mentioned this already, but how good do they fucking look? Yeah. Those covers, uh, they come in like a classic linen fabric to more unique suede and velvet. I mean, I... And I have seen these in person as well. They were at the Thrive Workshop that we have continually mentioned on this podcast many a time. They do feel great. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Uh, and speaking to Mark... Hi! They are actually affordable... Uh, which makes selling them worth your time, which is like hugely important. So, I, I mean, you can't really do much better. Plus, yes, you can. What? You can do better because if you use the code Perspective and register today, you can get fifty percent off your first sample album. Check that out. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. We do bring it for our listeners. Um, enjoy that promo code. Beautiful products for photographers looking to grow their business through bespoke customer service. Wooden banana. banana. Wooden banana, baby. Yeah. You you mentioned... How, oh, sorry, Greg. I'm just going to jump in here. You, you mentioned that you got bullied uh, when you were younger. Uh, as did yeah. I. As did I. Um, has, that, has that played a role in the... Uh, these thoughts and, and, and feelings that you have about photography? I I don't think so because I did my fair share of bullying back when I was in high school. So um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that did, but like growing up and like I was always super thin growing up. And then when I became an adult, I was like, oh, like I think that had more to do with the way I shoot and like the way I edit and view all of this stuff than anything Oh, okay. From childhood. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so I, I was just going to ask, so how does it work with your associate? Do you do you work as a duo at times, or does she split off and do her own weddings under your brand? <clears throat> and if she does, how does that work in terms of the getting to know the client part? Um, so we just booked her first wedding without me um, for Ooh. this fall. So she'll be doing her first one without me then. And a friend of mine who has been doing this as long as I have will be doing video for her that day um, since I am not av- available. Mm-hmm. Um, so I connected both of them with uh, um, the couple. I gave them the email and like all the information so that they can get to know 
the couple themselves. Um, but I am still going to be like in the emails with them to kind of handle everything because it is my business and it is my responsibility. So they, they can take the reins on like getting to know them and asking them questions. Um, and if they suck at it, then that's on them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, um, my associate is really amazing. Uh, so I have full faith that she'll, um, deliver beautiful. Well, I'll deliver beautiful photos for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's, super personal um and like to get to know people too so yeah is this is this olivia yeah (laughs) yeah okay because she's on your website and i was just yeah yeah that's fine that's fine um that's exciting so if that's cool that you're able to do that yeah if things go well for this wedding coming up uh where she's shooting is this going to become a regular thing no no um she so the way I want to do it is she is only available for associate weddings. If I am not available, um, I want to keep her as a permanent, like second shooter overall. Mm -hmm. Um, but if she's booked with me already, which most of my collections include her now, then she can't do an associate wedding. And, um, I don't feel like training someone else to like add to the team as well. So, um, this is, uh, this is like a Monday, wedding where I have to be in Oregon that day for a retreat. So that's the only reason it's being associate shot. Yeah. And obviously you, you let your client, you, you let your couples know, Hey, I'm available. This is who you're going to be dealing with. Yeah. And I gave them referrals. I was like, all of these, all of these people are amazing and they're all available or you can have my associate shooter. Um, and she said she can do it. So I'm not, Yeah. I give people the option. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Let's talk about what you create for your couples. Like the wedding's gone by. Um, how many photographs do you deliver? Um, what products do you give your couples um, or allow them to choose from? Um, do you do a digital gallery? Like talk to us about what, what you actually create as a final product. So I guarantee at least 400 photos. I normally deliver between six and 700, mm-hmm. um, okay. maybe a little more depending on the day. Uh-huh. Um, they get color and black and white photos of every single photo I deliver. Oh, um, cool. So that like saves anything like, hey, can I get this black and white photo in color? Yeah. Um, I just like nip it in the butt before and, it's and even it, an issue. And yeah. And is that is that 400 photos minimum of color? And then the equivalent yeah. in black and white, so it's eight hundred. Yeah, every single, yep, cool. every every single photo I deliver in color, I deliver in black and white. Yeah, nice. Okay. So, um, I don't push products. They're already paying me a lot of money um, for the digital products, so they have like they have the option to order professional products through the gallery. So I let mm-hmm. them do that, and if they want an album, they can design it themselves through the gallery system cool and so what um, what gallery system are you using pick time and i only oh. i have every, yeah i have everything set for qt albums because mm-hmm. in my opinion they have like the best quality of the yeah. printing labs yeah. yeah um so and i know their albums are beautiful so if they want an album they can do that but yeah. they can also like 
download and print at Walgreens if they want. I just tell people that it's probably going to look like shit. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. if they want like professional photo, like prints, then they can mm-hmm. go through me, or they can like pick Artifact Uprising. Yeah, um, which is like a step down from Pro, I believe. Have you tested some of the PicTime products? Have you seen the actual prints, large, small? Because there was because <clears throat> Greg and I ordered a few. Obviously, I, I mean, I've so I went through a film stage where I was shooting um, thirty-five millimeter film. And got some of the, some of them printed on some of the the, the harder uh, matte papers and stuff, and they're they're beautiful. Like they're really well printed, um, well delivered as well. Like you know, you're not going to get bits of paper that are like <laughs> folded in the in the delivery of the the print. So yeah, but I don't have you have you done that? I have not ordered prints for myself through Big Time um, for like. I have a gallery that people can like buy prints from like Mm -hmm. landscapes and stuff. And I've had friends order from that and they're great. Like I've seen them in person. Okay. Um, That's cool. That's fine. But I only try to like have products listed available that I've personally seen. Um, So like the QT albums, papers and stuff, Mm -hmm. I've seen those in person. So I know the quality is fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember the first time like a actually per- I was like someone's like purchased them greg and I was like, greg sorry oh, uh, greg we knew them greg, well enough greg yeah? you broke up there sorry i didn't hear a word of that can you repeat my friend i was just saying that i remember the first time a client actually bought prints that i was like oh and I, we knew them well enough that it was like hey how was the quality of this how was the service of this just so that we knew that that provider was doing a good job yeah is that was it was that a pick time gallery, Greg? Because yeah. we we've been with pick time f- from pretty early days, haven't we? Uh, it's been a few years now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, Brandy, the when, when a, a client comes to you and they say, "Hey, what do you offer? What can I what what can I get from you?" Is it just one package and then kind of like extra things to make it simple or do you like to give them a number of different packages like here's package one here's package two it's a little bit more here's package three this is kind of like everything you're gonna ever want like um so my collections are kind of like build your own they're based on hours so they book the hours okay olivia comes with like the eight and 10 hour packages, if they want a second shooter, then those are, and they want more time. Those are like the collections they need to book. And then they can add on services like an engagement session. I don't include mm-hmm. engagement sessions or anything like that in yep. any of my collections. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. it's all like hourly based and then they just add on what they want. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, I uh, I don't know if it's the same over there, but a lot of, a lot of photographers over here offer them for free. <laughs> and I'm like, my God, that's a that could be a like a whole day of just yeah. doing free work. I understand it's like an incentive for clients to book. Yeah, but I've never truly understood it. If I'm if I'm honest. For- for engagement sessions, right? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. I will sometimes like give someone like a $200 discount 
mm-hmm. on engagement sessions if they book a wedding package, but okay. I'm not giving that to them for free unless I really, really like them. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I would talk. I would hope that anyone that's given it for free is actually just factored it into their package price. Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah. hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know you're a Canon shooter and mm-hmm. like to keep your equipment light. So what is your kit set up for a wedding? Um, I just bought an R6 last week. So that will be the main body. I have three body. Well, I have four bodies now, but Olivia has my extra um, Mark threes. So right. I have Mark threes, the R six, and then I have three lenses. So a 45 tilt, a 35 and an 85 ah. and that, and it, like a flash. So that's for photo and video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love a good tilt shift. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I do uh, too. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want one, but they're quite expensive. Uh, I, mean, I find just- mine on Amazon for like six fifty. Like I've gotten lucky every time I've bought one. Okay. So. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we've just had a photography workshop over here <laughs> called Thrive, and I I was filming a guy called uh, Magic Magic the photographer, and uh, he uses a tilt shift all the time, and uh, it was quite quite fun seeing him come up with all of his creative ideas. He's he's very much like you in terms of like he will do creative creative stuff um but that's cool what else is in your kit bag then because that's it it. so because i know because obviously you you can be quite a uh you can be quite a creative photographer i mean you can be quite an out there photographer so do you have any like prisms pieces of glass other bits of equipment I have two like filters. I don't like prisms. I think okay. it's overdone. And I don't think it adds that much to photos anymore. Uh-huh. Like it was fun at first, but I just yeah. not a huge fan. Okay. Um, so I have like these and my bags in the other room with the dogs, but um, I have like lens filters, but I don't use them because I don't like them for like normal things. I just uh-huh. bought them cause I thought it might be fun. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, so normally those aren't even in my bag. I have a, Pro Mist filter on my 85. That's yeah. like, that's it. I love a Pro Mist. Is that, is that yeah, a quarter strength? Is it, are you wild I, with a half strength? <laughs> I've seen I half know. strength. I'm like, oh my God. I just, <laughs> I finally just like ordered one. I don't even know what I ordered. I just mm-hmm. know it's a Pro Mist. Yeah. <laughs> and that it works. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the, I have to say, uh, I, I mean, ha- have you taken your, your cannon out? yet are are you planning on taking it out so you've done it already yeah and how did you find it quite good um i love it i shot with a friend's r6 last fall while i was second shooting for them um and so i knew i already liked the camera yeah but i really love it i'm really excited for weddings with it the only thing i don't like is that the battery dies super quick um compared to like the mark threes yeah, yeah. What, what are the Mark Threes? Is that the same as the One DX, Craig? With the with the big grey bit, they've got the no, no. Yeah. I can't, I can't it was remember like the LP, the LP ones that oh. the kind the five Ds have always had. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the old classic. Okay, cool. I would honestly keep Mark Threes forever, but they're not going to service them anymore. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <sighs> uh, that's what I heard. So okay. or read. A couple yeah. of years ago, so I was like, "It's probably time I." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, those are classic cameras, though, aren't they? Like, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, they're good. Um, what what is this is this is going to sound really weird, right? Because uh, I'm kind of in this world. I explained this on the last podcast, but for our listeners, we because we batch record, and like I was saying, this morning we recorded the last week's one. Um, so I had a bag delivered to me, and I've been kind of in this world of camera bags, which is not normal for me. So I just thought I'd ask, what is your camera bag? What kind of um, bag? Is it like a backpack, a sling? It's a backpack. It's a backpack? Okay. Yeah, as I, I've been buying and rebuying Wonder Provoke bags for several years because um, oh, they're the easiest to travel with. Yeah. Um, and they hold, like, if I'm flying or something and I need to, like, shove, like, sweaters or anything in the top, I can... Or like I can carry my laptop in it, like mm-hmm. literally everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have that as my kind of daily carry bag. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. do have, I do too. Do you have the camera cube and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the local camera shop here, you well, they used to sell them. They don't now, mm-hmm. um, but they came with the cubes. So. Yeah. I was um, funnily enough, I was looking at that brand again uh, because I was. I, again, looking for a bag specifically so I could ha- that I could house two bodies with lenses and a drone. So I wanted something kind of small, um, so that I can kind of like keep it sling yeah. sling it around my my body, open it up, and just kind of shoot with it. Um, and I was looking, and they have a sling, a three liter, six liter, and a nine liter sling bag. Um, with an interesting design that allows you to hold like a very large laptop in a fold of it, which yeah. is really interesting. Um, I don't know if I would feel safe about it, but they're sold out everywhere. I can't, I couldn't actually buy I'll one. Have to look at those. Yeah, they're cool. I can't remember what they're called. Are they just called Sling? I can't remember. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm Ashley from With Jack. I'm one of the sponsors of the Perspective podcast. With Jack helps to keep photographers in business by supporting them financially and legally if they have problems with a client or they make a mistake in their work. We've all had that fear of our CF card or our hard drive failing and losing important photos. You can find out more at withjack.co.uk. Head over there and find out how we can help you be a confident creative. I want to talk about your your shooting. What's your your general approach to a shoot? I don't know. It's so different for every shoot. Like I just walk in. If I don't know them yet, I try to like talk to them. I like to mm-hmm. go to the farthest point that we're going to first before starting. Um, oh, okay. And then working our way back. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that we can like get the sweating over with if we're hiking or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I like to talk to them and like get to know them first before posing. I ask them if they're comfortable with like PDA, um, Mm -hmm. if they're more like into just being around each other versus like touching each other every second of every day. So it just like, it it really depends on the couple Mm -hmm. and the people that I'm working with of how I approach things. So if they're really nervous, I'll like have them dance, dance first off and like, loosen up a little bit like we'll all just or we'll play the penis game 
I'm, sc- I'm uh, sorry. The what game? The penis game. I am sure you all don't. I don't know if you all have that over there, but like the penis game where you just like yell penis. Um, <laughs> if there's no kids around, that's like it normally makes people laugh. Okay. So. Okay. I said just dead there. Yeah. So yeah. Are See, you, it works. I yeah. I, I'm a big child though. Are, are you yelling penis or? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. That is so. Or I'll have them do it. Whatever to loosen them up or yeah. like. Just fun little prompts like that to get them like comfortable in front of me. And now that mm-hmm. I guess I have the R6, I don't have to worry about the shutter sound as much, like <laughs> yeah. causing the <laughs> anxiety. So now, now that you mention it, I do remember somebody, it wasn't penis, but someone at some point got the couple to say a dirty word as loud as it could, like each person said yeah. it louder and louder. So I have seen that used before, but it wasn't penis, it was something else. Yeah. <laughs> I actually. I didn't know it had a name, but I I went to a boarding school, an all boys boarding school, and that was a game that was played. And uh, I didn't realize it was an actual thing. I just thought we were being arseholes. Um, but, that, but, that's, but that's cool, you know. And that, like, no. depending on if I start yelling penis or not, it depends on the couple. If they're super religious, I'm obviously not going to do that. Oh, but yeah. They, yeah. they have to know, like, going into this when they hire me, that I am not prim and proper. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not religious and I don't care. But for the most part, it's not a, a problem. Yeah. 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 So you've, yeah. you've got to the furthest point of a shoot. You're yeah. thinking of a game to play with them. What, what is it you look for when you're going like, to set up that scene and create the image? What is it you look for? I'm like, I'm. As we're like walking to wherever we're going, I pay attention to the way they interact with each other and the way they like move next to each other or just like speak to each other or look at each other so I can pose them accordingly um, or like give them props that help them um, for that. So that's really what I look for. I look for how they interact with each other. Because I think that's where a lot of people fail. They mm. jump into like posing that doesn't fit their clients or how they are with one another. Mm. Um, so that's really, I mean, that's all I look for for yeah. the most part. Do you ever like play music when you're no. out on a shoot? No? Um, Only if I'm like, if I ask them to slow dance, if it's like an engagement session um, and they need to practice like their first dance or even no. if it's like, their portraits before the reception. Um, if they need to practice their first dance, I'll like play the dance song for them. But that's oh, like cool. as far as I go. Yeah, cool. And you just do that on your phone or? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Because that, it reminded me of, I, it's not something we do too often, but actually I really like it when I do remember that when I have, because we, we ask our couples about their five favorite songs each for like influence of genres for their their films that we create. And um, quite often, no, not quite often, quite quite often I'll look back at a wedding and think, oh, I should have done that. But on the occasions where I've taken out my phone and we found a nice spot and we've just kind of like backed off the couple, it's they they kind of just naturally dance with the music. It's, yeah, I've always been quite... um, quite happy with those moments which just made me think about it because we were in a forest one time anyway i can't do it i get too distracted i have adhd so like any extra ah. noise 
yeah distracts me so fair, fair enough fair enough <laughs> yeah um let's let's talk about um dealing with others at a wedding not just the couple because obviously you get to know them quite well you kind of know what they like what they don't like other family other people at weddings can be a bit of a different story um mm-hmm. and you've i'm always disappointed when I, when i when i when i read that women in the industry are objectified or that they've had struggles. And we've talked to a number of women on this podcast who have been <laughs> abused. And uh, the amount o- that it happens is super disheartening. Um, and you have a TikTok video where you mentioned that you were objectified. Um, yeah. Probably because you're a woman, uh, but specifically because of your tattoos that that you have. Um <sighs> Yeah, I. Uh, how 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 do you, how do you how do you cope with when when someone comes up to you and says shit like that to you? What, what one what goes through your head, and two, how do you deal with it? It depends on the shit that is said. So, okay. <laughs> if it's about my tattoos, um. I I am not that nice of a person when I'm working because I'm like focused and I'm trying to do a job. Fair so enough. if someone comes up to me and they're just a jerk or they're sitting next to me, which like the tattoo thing was a fancy wedding here in town. The um, like the bride's dad's coworkers were seated next to us and they were having a conversation about how women or like young girls were ruining their bodies with tattoos and piercings and me and my second shooter at the time both covered. Um, so in retaliation, I just like took all the salmon that was on the table and ate all the salmon. Um, <laughs> okay. so okay. Uh, it just, it, and it honestly like depends. Like if it's a man, like objectifying me or like making nasty comments, then I have no problem being like, Hey, I grew up with brothers. I can throw a punch. Like if you don't stop, And this goes against my contract. Like I have a clause in my contract. So if I feel uncomfortable, I can leave. Mm -hmm. And if it gets to the point where it's like really bad, I will leave and I'll talk to the couple about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just, it really depends on what's said and how it's said for how I react. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's been like, uh, obviously you mentioned the, the tattoos on TikTok. What's like, is it quite a common occurrence that you have to put up with shit like this? Uh, not anymore because I work mostly in like large cities on the West coast. So like it's more casual. It's not the South. It's tattoos aren't as frowned upon there. Um, so it's, I never have issues out West Mm -hmm. or like New York. Um, it's always like weddings here where people say things. So concerning the tattoos anyways. Yeah. Okay. The women specifically that I was thinking of uh, for that question was a, another photographer called Kim Williams who made an Instagram post about all the abuse that she had to deal with at weddings. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like, it's everywhere. It's not, it's not just the UK. So I'm yeah. like, mm. uh, um, well, anyway. thank, 
Well, thankfully, me and Olivia are not short and tiny and petite. Like we yeah. are not like super easy targets. <laughs> yeah. So, good. and th- th- we still get like the annoying, like men grabbing us or saying stuff to us. Like, and for those situations, I have no problem standing up for myself and yeah. telling them it's not appropriate and to shut it down. Good. Um, so good. And men, can we just be better, please? Please, Jesus Christ. That um, would be nice. <laughs> it, it really would be nice. Um, yeah. Um, let's let's gracefully uh, continue on because uh, I want to talk more about the creative aspect of your portfolio. Um, what? What's? I mean, again, obviously, you learn your couples, so you know who is going to be more susceptible to. Create creativity, uh, doing different shit with your uh, photography. But what, like, when you have an idea, is it like a a preconceived idea? Like, hey, I, w- I want to try this at a wedding today. Or is it more spontaneous? Like, you're actually there, you see a mirror, and you're like, oh, cool, I'm going to shoot this upside down on my head or, some- or something. I'm sure you can think of something better than that. <laughs> um, I would say 98% of it spontaneous. I've only okay. walked into like weddings maybe twice with the ideal in my head that I wanted to do. And it doesn't like if the conditions aren't right, you can't do it. Um, yeah. So most of it is 100% spontaneous by what I see walking into a venue. And what, what kind of inspires the creativity? Like, like, is it just totally random or? It's so random. It's everything's random. Um, I can be inspired by literally anything, um, that I think looks cool. So like walking in, Oh, there's a cool patch of light. Let's lay on the floor and like put your eyeballs in it. Sorry. You're going to be blind for a few minutes. (laughs) Oh man. I did that with, I did that with a couple recently in Edinburgh and we were on the this rooftop garden and I just saw this like, it was like um, uh, kind of a modern bar on the top floor, um, metal and uh, this very sharp kind of triangle bit of light. And I was just like, right, here, I want one eye in, one eye out, go. And honestly, they came they came out and they were, they were like, okay, in my right eye is all blue and on my left eye is, I can't see. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, sorry, but it's going to look cool. So. Yeah, a, a trick for that is to have people close their eyes, count to three, and then have them pop their eyes open and then close them again. You yes. just have to be ready. Yes, I, I, had to, I had to do that. Yeah. I had to do that. Uh, yeah, because obviously when you're playing with like light and shapes, it's not like yeah. they can't see the light. They know it's in their <laughs> eyes, but you're like, I, I was really particular because I wanted the line to go right down there right down their face, uh, right in the middle. So I was like, okay, move over to the left. Nope, nope, back over to the right. Left, <laughs> like, just lean an inch. <laughs> like, honestly, it was like, ah, can you hurry up, please? I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is going to look cool. But you mentioned that you've got a flash in your kit bag. How, yeah. how often do you find yourself using that? And so what, what set, how, you, how are you using it? 
I only use it for dancing photos or if I absolutely have to. I don't bounce because I hate the look of bouncing and I mm. use direct flash because I think it adds to the ambience of the party. Okay. Um, occasionally I like drag the shutter to create some like fun lines, but mostly it's all just direct flash so it looks like a party. Yeah. Love I love those shots. Yeah. They're so good. I do almost all the events without a flash if I can. Um, so, because I don't want to be like weighed down by the flash. So like cake cutting, um, bouquet toss, all that stuff without a flash. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Can you, I mean, every situation is going to be slightly different and maybe you're not too technically minded. If I was to say, Hey, can you, uh, say some settings to set the flash to or the shutter to, would you be able to do that off the top of your head? I mean, it depends on the light. So it can yeah. be a lighting situation. Is there, is there like a range? I mean, obviously I'm, I'm literally asking because I know yeah. some photographers so, want to do that, but not, ha- not using a flash as a, fil- as a film person. I don't really yeah. know if it's hard to set it to anything so for low light with my mark threes i haven't taken the r6 out in low light yet so i can't answer for that um but for the mark threes i won't go above uh 2500 iso um i keep my shutter speed at like one over 160 because that's like the lowest you can go um with keeping things in focus and then obviously like one four uh for my aperture but i think it's I, I get that question a lot from like, I have a mentee who is like brand spiking new to photography and she'll just like randomly text me and be like, Hey, what settings do I need for this? I'm like, it all depends. Yeah. Like you have to give me more information and that's not going to help you understand how it works together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I know that is the case, but I feel like I have, yeah. to, I have to ask just yeah. in case someone has a different point of view or no, um, I mean, it 100% depends on the light yeah. and the situation. So, but low light stuff, I can answer pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. so don't I fu- go above 2,500. Yeah. I found, it quite, I found it quite interesting that you said that you, uh, shoot wide open at one four. Because, Only in low light. Yeah. Because, I have asked a photographer this before and they close their aperture to like, um, I don't know, some somewhere between a five, six and maybe even more. Um, so they don't really need to worry. Uh, so, so basically they just direct flash and they can just walk around without having to think about focusing. Like, I don't know. Well, if they're using a flash, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so so this but isn't this isn't this is not a f- with a flash. Yeah. This is right. like if I'm not using a flash. Got you. Uh, okay. I'll stop it down to one four. If yeah. I'm using a flash, I'll normally put it up to like three five. Yeah. Ish. Okay. Um, with a faster shutter range and obviously like a lower ISO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, so you actually did mention um, that you love um, to lean into the film aspect. Mm-hmm. for photography and I think that's what I love most about your work 
like us, you do not shy away from grain. You fucking no. pump it into your images, and I'm just like, oh, I can, I can taste the grain. I love it. It's so good. Uh, so, do you want to talk to us more about um, your your post processing and your approach to it? Um, I, you all like to ask people their favorite songs. I like to ask people their favorite movies while I edit, and so. Normally, if the movies are like fun, I'll watch those while I edit. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. I like yeah. that. Mm. What's and your f- I, what, I, what's your favorite film? Or uh, ooh, that one film that's hard. Hmm. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, that is hard. Yeah, name me some of your f- kind of inspiration films if you can think of any off the top of your head. Doesn't need to be <laughs> Pans- the top. <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth is like probably my favorite movie. Okay. Um, All right. Good one. And then like the Pride and Pre- Prejudice with Kira Knightley in it. It's a super beautiful film. Roma, super beautiful film. Um, s- such good composition mm. in Roma. And the light work is amazing. Um, Arrival for storytelling because it's not linear storytelling. Is that the Jeremy Renner one? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. About the aliens and they're like teaching the language. Uh, I've not seen it. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be a little slow, but it's, it's good if you need help storytelling. Yeah. Um, okay. These are all movies. I had my mentees watch and yeah. ha- like question them about it later. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, it depends on like what they need to work on, on which movie I give them. But, yeah. um, there upside down is a great movie that a lot of people have never seen. It's got uh, Kirsten Dunst in it. Upside down. I feel like I know that one. I think it's a little older. I think it's from like 2008. Uh-huh. Oh, I need to Virgin check. Suicides. I need to check that one out. Have you um have you checked I don't know if you're a superhero type person. Have you checked out the new Batman? I tried to watch it the other day, but HBO Max the app um sucks and it keeps stopping so i'm oh, gonna right. have to watch it on my laptop oh no <laughs> yeah oh no oh fair enough fair enough uh i find the cinematography in that just delightful that's what i've heard so i'm really excited to watch it yeah uh i was it, planning to go to the cinema to see it but still haven't made it i don't <laughs> even know if it's still at the cinema probably not <laughs> i don't it, know if it is or not. i'm sure it will be but it's definitely available you can rent it on whatever HBO, I think. Yeah. So it's free on HBO Max right now. So if you have HBO Max, you can watch it. Ooh, shit! That's cool. I did not know that. Um, yeah, def- definitely one of my top films for cinematography uh, at the moment. Spe- speaking and, about and, cinematography, and, then. Oh. Speaking about cinematography and filmmaking. How do you find working alongside, like, as a photographer, working alongside filmmakers at a wedding? What's your um, experience has been there? I started offering video, so I don't have to work with videographers anymore. Oh, shit. Your experience so, has been that, all. It's been that bad. Oh, no. It's been pretty bad. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Not, not so much, like, because most of my clients don't have videographers, but when they, when they do, it's... Um, not great. So, and it's normally like a family friend oh, or no. something like that. I'm just like, uh, 
and they get two inches in front of them during the kiss or like circle them during the kiss. That's happened before. Mm. Um, telling me they won't be in my way and I try to coordinate with them and they are, they step in front of me every step of the way. Um, cause I try it. Like I know videographers are doing a job too. So I'm always like, Hey, I will be here. I will squat in front of your center. Um, tripod if you have one up during the ceremony like i will squat so i'm not in your film whatsoever Mm -hmm. or um like i'll pose and then i'll be like hey do you want to add anything to this for the video um just like being polite and it's always like people (laughs) just completely disregarding everything um Mm -hmm. i had one videographer say thanks for the free workshop one day after he like made us all late for stuff. And I was just like, I hate you so much right now. Thanks for the free workshop. Um, what? Thanks for the free workshop. Cause you were telling him how to do his job. No, because I was like posing and like doing my, my job. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, he apparently took that as a thanks for doing this for free. For right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That is fucking disappointing. Fuck. You think, okay. yes. you think most you think most of these issues are coming because, as you say, they tend to be amateur filmmakers that are doing it, like on the um, side. It it depends. Like a lot of the people that get in front of me at ceremonies are more amateur, mm-hmm. but the people that are like in the way and don't want to take turns doing like portraits or like other things are normally not amateur mm. um, videographers. Ugh. So. Yeah, I, it, it's funny because um, when we started, there there was that rumor kicking around of oh the you know you had to you had to behave like there's always that kind of oh the the video and the photographers they always fight or or whatever it was and we never saw it ever. Yeah. Um, even though we we have made mistakes in the past of working alongside photographers, um, particularly one I can remember one, and I'll I'll just say it because it was a mistake of mine. Um, we were working with another photographer. It was Carol Weiss. Um, hi, Carol. Um, I know you acted pretty cool with me on the day, but I did fuck this up. Uh, I it was we were running late after the preps and it was a really small church and it was busy as fuck. It was so bit like you could not move. And I remember coming down behind the bride straight behind her because it was such a short aisle and you were shooting up the aisle, Carol, and I totally got in the way. And then I made my way to the front and I was still in the way and I was still in the way and I was still in the way. And uh, I mean, this was years ago, but I will always remember getting in the way and um, once I'd got myself in the way, I couldn't get myself out because the church was so small, I couldn't move. Um, so yeah, I fucked that. Um, but uh, being a member of a few like video Facebook groups, you see it all the time. You yeah, uh, and and uh, funny because we're also members of a lot of photography groups. And it's very much the same quarrel. Like, oh, look, this photographer got in my way. Oh, look, there's the video guy in the back. I'm like... It, it was one of the main motivations for starting this podcast because as video people, we do see how a lot of photographers work. 
And a lot of photographers look at other photographers and how they work and they look at their portfolio. And it was just so interesting to us that they don't get the experience that we do, funnily enough. It really is like a workshop, actually, in a good way. Because uh, we get to learn all these kind of cool things. And, you know, we spend a lot of time, you know, going to photography workshops to learn how photographers work. And that helps us do our job rather than go to filmmaking workshops. Because I find learning how the other team works is a little bit more beneficial, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway. Do you have any, do do you you have any other, like, do you have like a moment in your head where a video person's gotten in the way or? I have a lot. Oh, a lot. I have a lot. Um, There, like the one dude walked up to me when I got to the wedding and was like, I won't be in your way at all. You're in charge. Like, that's not really how this works, but okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, let's coordinate. And then he sat in the second row during the ceremony and like kept leaning into the aisle the entire ceremony. Um, yeah. And then during their exit, he like just was in front of me the entire time. So it was like him. And then there was a new dude that literally circled the couple during the first kiss. And I had to like Photoshop him out of every single photo. The first kiss. Yeah. During the first at the ceremony. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Weird. um, just like a bunch of stuff like that. Not mm-hmm. like a lot of times if I'm asked for video recommendations, I send them people I like and that I work well with, yeah. um, yeah, definitely. who, where we can like both respect each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I suppose, but, yeah. yeah, that, that was going to be my like kind of next question was like, have you learned to like? Have you learned how to do a certain thing to work well with others? And you've probably just said, "Yeah, I don't work with them," <laughs> and that's yeah. that. You you pick the people that you like to work <laughs> with, and I find that really funny. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I have like a handful of videographers I like to refer. Um, so I started doing video last year, so oh. that's like an add-on now if people mm-hmm. want video. Mm-hmm. And are you, are um, which you, I refer. Sorry, I was going to say, are you going to be using your R6 for the video? I'll be using like everything probably. I need cool. to get another uh, R6 and R5 probably cool. for all of this. But I did a wedding alone last October where I did photo and video in Super 8 by myself all day. Oh, shit. So I don't even know how you do that. Sounds fun. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> like, it was hard. I can't. I, like, <laughs> yeah. All right. And if I would have had like Olivia there, she wasn't available that weekend. Um, if she would have been there, it would have been a lot easier. And I feel like I would have gotten better video clips, but yeah. the clients are artists and they're super happy with their videos. So well, that's awesome. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you make films, are you going to be thinking of the audio as well? Yeah. I, yeah. so with them, I picked, I got like their song list for the reception mm-hmm. um, and made a playlist. And then I picked a couple of the songs out and went to um, what's the website where you can like buy the actual song music bed. Oh, Brandy, I've lost you. Greg, can you still hear Brandy? She's coming back. I think oh. we, lo- we lost Sorry, you we for lost a second. You there. Yeah. 
What? What? Where did you? Uh, you, you, you asked what the website was where you could license music, yeah. and I suggested Musicbed. It's not Musicbed. It was a different one. Um, it, was, it was like actual songs. I'll have to look it up. But I picked a couple from like their favorite <laughs> songs from the playlist and yep. sent them like sound clips of each one and let them pick the song. Very cool. And that's probably how I will continue doing it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Actually, sorry, one thing just popped into my mind there. One common thing that I do see photographers and videographers make is the distance that they are during the ceremony to what's happening. Uh, Yeah. Video people and, uh, and photographers, I've seen both. Let's just all stand back. <laughs> when the yeah. ceremony's going that's, on, um, you don't <clears throat> you don't need to be doing cinematic shit when the ceremony's happening. You don't. You you could do that after. You could get the couple to kiss in the exact same spot if you wanted to, uh, if you want, a- and do the creative stuff then. But just for the sake of everyone and the family, uh, just back back off, back up wee bit. That's just, that's know. what long lenses are for. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I've seen, I've, I have seen even fairly big photographers stand and think next to the couple doing their vows. Yeah, no. Rubbing their head. And I'm like, you're in my shot. <laughs> and you're right there. <laughs> so please, please move. Um, anyway, anyway, let's all move back. Um, yeah, and hell, if I'm if I'm ever not paying attention, photographers, and you see me getting too close, you just tell me to fuck off. Just push, you know. Sometimes I forget. Not very often. But sometimes. Um, I want to talk about this next point with you because I feel like it's one of those juicy bits that you put on TikTok, and it's gonna be it's gonna be. Juicy. I feel like you watched. Every single video I've I ever totally, posted. I totally did. I don't, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, no, I totally, I totally did not. But I did watch a good number of them. Uh, not all of them, but a good number. Um, you, you mentioned that community or a competition is mm-hmm. a way for certain photographers to try and control others yeah. and get what they want. Yeah. Let uh, talk to me about that because we've all, we've always said. Community over competition is great. And I've never really thought of any way that it could be conceived as being a bad thing. So I'm super intrigued to hear your point of view on this. I think there's a way to have community and still compete with each other. For me, competition is super good for me and it pushes me. But uh, what I've seen in like photo groups, like local and uh, the bigger groups is that people that use the phrase community over competition are trying to get something out of the other photographers like locations when people are like guarding locations because they're um, not super stable and can't handle a large influx of people. Um, Then they'll be like, Oh, but you're not for community then. And then try to make it seem like a bad thing that they're not giving up a location Uh um, that would be devastated if other people weren't there. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, it's just like stuff like that, like, uh, or like if they want information, like without paying for a mentorship, uh, they'll be yeah. like, oh, but you're, you're 
you think I'm competition then. And I'm like, yeah, everyone is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. All right. I think the, I think the phrase is tired. <laughs> it's definitely it is definitely overused. I I will give yeah. you that. And we've been like I said, we've been guilty for for using that phrase. Um, but yeah, and it is funny. I'd never really thought about those specific instances that you mentioned about location guarding because even in Scotland, uh, there are very specific locations that like general areas yeah. are known, but. We all know, as photographers, that other photographers, they know a little bit more of the areas that you're yeah. talking about. Um, and so, we and, don't, I mean, we don't get asked too many times about specifics. Um, well, okay, we have done. Uh, mm. Yeah, I've always told I've always I've always been pretty open with locations, but um, yeah, I don't know. I can see. I mean, I, I see graffiti and confetti and just trash mm-hmm. everywhere from photo shoots, um, yes. and that's all over the country. So yeah. I'm oh, just it's, it's here too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like I'm not giving up locations that mm-hmm. I've looked for and searched for for you to go ruin it. Um, and like trample the area. So yes, yeah. I mean, are you talking? <laughs> I was gonna say, what specific locations are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, are these like? Uh... See, I don't know the states well enough to put like over in Scotland. We have the famous Sky Island of Sky. Yeah, you got the cliffs. That's a big location, but you've got other smaller locations. Is it? Is it like? Would you say? the any of those locations are just getting trampled on or i would i would say every picturesque location is getting trampled and ruined um and a lot of it has to do with like photos going viral for when it starts for a specific location so yeah do you think social media has had a hand in that yeah yeah most definitely okay yeah I, I too would would say that. Um, funnily enough, Sky has actually done. It's, it's not done all right. The they've put the council have put a lot of money into the area, um, so it's made it a little bit more accessible in terms of parking. They've really done their parking structures and they've put pay meters in and they've built toilets at the bottom of, you know, the famous old man you know the point the point whatever it's called greg what's it yeah. called again the point the needle anyway um yeah so they've kind of built these things but because of the but they've done that because they had to yeah yeah, yeah. i mean if you look they were at- get like cars were parking on the road and just mm. like destroying the road so oh yeah the, they had yeah. to put the car park in mm. yeah and that's- I mean, if you look at places like iceland like photographers yeah. are going there, disregarding the rules, yeah. trampling hundred-year-old moss that does not grow back quickly, mm. and all for the name of a, a single photo when they could get the same exact photo on the trail. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like photographers think they're above the rules most of the time, mm. and 
disregard like everything yeah <laughs> just to get a shot yeah that, that old phrase oh it's worth it for the shot <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's bullshit yeah. um yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh yeah i'm i feel the same way i actually feel the same way about a lot of things uh music licenses as well like We've had a few. We've had a few guests on the podcast who don't want to license music, and that's that's cool. That's your choice. Um, I'm very much along the lines of, please let's pay people for the work that they're doing. Music. Yeah, I mean, it, music's the- a career. It's you know, people spend a lot of time writing this music, and we just come along and think, eh, it's all right to use whatever. But if I don't know. They I- aren't licensing licensing music that they're using. Then they can't get mad at people stealing their photos. Ooh, so, interesting. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's all copyright infringement. If you're doing something illegally like that, then you can't get mad if you're sued or if someone else steals your photos. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, and I. It's hard to have these opinions because a lot of these people that we that have the op- opposing, I like. You know, they're our friends, they're our colleagues. There, it's hard <laughs> to come out, but quite often that's that, that's what I do on this podcast, which is not always a good thing. Hey, Greg. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, I want to mention your boudoir stuff, actually. Yeah, because um, you have you, again, you have a very creative eye in the way that you approach boudoir, which isn't often the case. I've seen a lot of photographers who do boudoir, they pick like a cool hotel, a cool room, a cool location. They pick out um, some really nice um, lingerie or, or whatever it is, or they get their, their, their uh, clients to pick out whatever lingerie they want. And then that's kind of it. And they just, shoot away and I, there's nothing really like that like that that is literally it there's they don't put i mean i suppose all the effort is in booking the hotel or, or finding the location and doing things like that but i don't f- like when i look at your work you still have that kind of creative flair to the photography that you do in boudoir so can you talk a little bit more about your approach to that sort of photography um i kind of refuse to shoot boudoir for people's spouses um i like every other aspect of my work i want to cater it to that specific person um i want to incorporate their personalities into it i do not shoot for the male gaze at all Um, i'm not taking photos of you like that just to be sexy i'm taking them to make you feel empowered yeah and to feel like you and to like really love the skin that you're in instead of like, Oh, here, this is for my husband. So he can have a book when he's traveling for work. Like, I don't, it seems icky for, to me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't so like either. <laughs> I approach boudoir like I do every other aspect of my work, um, yeah. to cater it to the personalities and, um, not, someone else's gaze of <laughs> what they think should be sexy. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I had never really thought about that before. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. And it does feel weird. 
seen it that. does feel weird and i've, I've not yeah. thought about that before but so, like yeah obviously i've done it for like wedding gifts and stuff before but it's always weird when like the groom is opening a a boudoir book in front of his friends like can you go in the another room and do this please yeah i don't think she'll like this there or was, appreciate it there was there, there was one time where um the bride and groom had given each other gifts and one of them was a Shit, what are they called? Like a like a pair of goggles that you click through. Is it and you called see a stereoscope? Stereoscope? Oh yeah, yeah. Is that what you call it? I, I think it is. I'm not entirely sure. We could be wrong, but um, I was like, oh cool, what what a cool wee gift. Um, I didn't actually realize what the images were in the preps. I just I pick it up and have a look because I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> and there's the bride. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I'm sorry. I did not mean to look at that. I definitely should have asked. I apologize. Um, so yeah, interesting, interesting gift. Um, is there any way that you approach the actual shooting element when you're in these intimate moments? Um, I, I'm really awkward. So I'm not going to be like, Hey, stick your butt in the air without me like <laughs> being awkward about it. I'm yeah. just like, Hey, we're going to do this. Yeah. I try to like talk, like walk them through it. And I try to show them posing. So they don't feel like <laughs> super <laughs> weird. Cause it is yeah. a really weird experience on both ends. Mm. Um, especially if you're introverted, awkward, all of that stuff. So I yeah. just try to be patient with people while we're shooting and make sure that they are comfortable with mm. what I'm doing. Because I think that's the key to boudoirs making people comfortable and making sure they feel comfortable yeah do you have any um, i don't want to say tricks but do, do you have any so so you you would go and do the poses so that they could see yeah it, do you also use i mean obviously you don't use prisms do you use reflections and other things like that like mirrors or yeah Anything like that? Mirrors. I love using mirrors to shoot regardless. Um, and I also have sunset lamps, like the normal sunset lamp, and then the one that does different colors. So I like to use those. Okay. And a lot of the shoots, I don't, I'm not really doing a lot of boudoir right now. Um, yeah. Just, uh, but when I do do it, that's that plus candles. Um, I like to light people with candles a lot, um, cool. especially if they want like darker photos. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Um, I like that as well, which is funny because I'm as a filmmaker, yeah, we need a little bit more light than photographers. Yeah, but, yeah. I just go with it. I don't care. Like, make it dark. That's fine. As long as I can kind of see a shape. If I can see any kind of line, <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm happy. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, like us, you actually got a Patreon as well. Um, mm -hmm. and you teach. You are an educator on this platform. So tell us more about your patreon um i i recently decided i'm not going to put out any more guides um okay. well i'm going to but it's going to be like patreon only because i want to sure. focus on that specifically because it's easier um you can do like short lessons um i like to make a list every month of videos i want to record sometimes i don't always get through them because again sure. adhd and i get busy mm -hmm. um so I want to start like recording everything at the beginning of the month and have everything posted then. Yeah. Cool. And just like 
forgetting about it for the month. But um, <laughs> I also share my referrals through Patreon because I want to make sure everyone has work, obviously. Yeah. Um, especially like work I'm not available for or Olivia is not available for. I throw my referrals in. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing that recently. But yeah, it's just like... It's so easy to connect with people on Patreon or just like put out lessons for people. Uh-huh. It's so much simpler than anything else. Yeah. And what what do you find is like a common critique that you give other photographers or things that they struggle with? Um, I do website reviews for patrons. So mm-hmm. that's probably like the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, especially when it comes to SEO and like drawing people in, I do a lot of lessons about websites and SEO mm-hmm. on my Patreon yeah. for that. Um, and I talk about it through reviews. Yeah. So if you are a patron and you want to have your website reviewed, it's going to be posted on Patreon and that's just how it is. But yeah. just like going through people's websites and pointing out small things that they can do to improve their SEO is mm-hmm. probably the best lesson yeah. Um, I think I can give people or like editing lessons mm-hmm. okay. of skin tones and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah. How much is your, are your tiers? Do you have tiers or is it just yeah, the one thing? So I have like an early bird one for $10 and then there's a $15 one and I'm going to add a new one soon um, to have like full access to the new guides. So how I'm going to structure it when I make a new guide, <clears throat> I'm going to, allow it to be for sale for like two days total to like general public and mm-hmm. then put it on Patreon only. So okay, yeah. the 10 to $15 tiers will get it in sections. Um, and then the higher tier when I make it, will get the full guide at one time. Sweet. Awesome. So listeners, if you're interested in learning from Brandy, definitely go over to her Patreon and support her and educate yourselves in the way of the magic. Anyway. Just don't get mad if I don't update every week. <laughs> Just don't get <laughs> mad. All right. Don't be a dick. Anyway, uh, if you are interested in joining our Patreon, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash perspective by Cinemate. For as little as a pound, you can get all the extra content that we that we release. Um it all goes there. So come in and support us. Brandy, I didn't ask what your Patreon channel is. How can people find you? Uh, that's a good question. I'm oh, not... God. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I never remember what the end is. Uh, <laughs> I'm very bad at this. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. All good. Um, let me pull it up. It's just uh, patreon.com slash from moonlight. So from moonlight. So now you've got no yeah, excuse, yeah, listeners. Check it out. Check that out if you can. Brandy, thank you very much for joining You're us welcome. for yeah, what does my desk say? One hour, uh, almost two hours. <laughs> I mean, by the time I've done the, the outro, um, I know it's a lot to ask our guests when they come and join us to give them a time. Um, yeah, but thank you. I hope you've had fun. Thanks. I know. Yeah, I did. I know our listeners will love this conversation. And listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode. Um, Brandy, where can people find you online? Obviously, you've mentioned your Patreon, but where can people find your website, your Instagram, that kind of stuff, your social handles? Um, 
My website is from dashmoonlight.com or just brandypotterphoto.com. We'll get you there too. Um, Instagram is made from moonlight and then TikTok is from dot moonlight. And then I have a education Facebook group if you want and that you can just like message me on Instagram and I'll send you a link. Very cool. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely check out all of our socials, uh, especially TikTok. If you're wanting to see what TikTok is about, it's obviously been quite successful for Brandy. So maybe you could learn a few things just by watching her videos. Um, yeah, I, Brandy, I would like to see more Harry Potter uh, videos <laughs> from you. I, okay. I, I seem to have, uh, not not on researching this podcast, but there was this set of viral videos I found of people like picking up sticks and going, yeah, <laughs> I should probably do that. Do one of those. I would love that. Uh, I don't know why I enjoy these randomy things so much, but uh, they bring me joy. So, um, yeah. Uh, and people can find us at cinematefilms.co.uk on Instagram and on Facebook at forward slash cinematefilms. We hoped you loved this episode. And if you did, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by cinemate. For as little as a pound, like I have always said, you can you can support the podcast, and for the price of a coffee every month, you can get all the bonus content that we release, including all the Q and A's from our recordings with podcast guests. Um, of course, if you don't have any money to give, that is absolutely fine. You are still our best friends, and you can just hit subscribe. Wherever you subscribe and listen to podcasts, you can get the usual podcast for free. If I could ask you to leave a review, I would love you. However, in the meantime, enjoy your life. Oh, shit. <laughs> Forgot I got the desk here. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. 